Volume 4, Creepy Folklore, from all over the globe, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 23, South America, Los Llanos, El Cebo. Once, very long ago, there was a humble farming family. The father, the mother, and their son. The father was known far and wide for his generosity and timelessly providing for his family. The mother was known both near and far for her kindness and hospitality towards all. However, something somewhere along the line, went wrong with their boy. Whatever they tried to teach him, and no matter how much they loved him, it was just never enough to please their very spoiled son. They tried punishing him. They tried reasoning with him. They even tried ignoring him. But the only thing that ever seemed to work was simply giving him his way. One day, he demanded that his parents make him his favorite dinner. He was craving Deer's heart, and he wanted it now. Exhausted but devoted, his mother slogged to the kitchen to begin preparing the dish, while his father trudged outside to hunt and to kill a deer. After, well, not very long at all, the boy had grown impatient. He had no idea what the holdup was, so he stomped out of the house to find out for himself. By the time he reached his father, he was absolutely incensed. How dare his father make him come all the way out there? He needed his food now. The father broke down crying. He had just run out of luck. Nothing was out there. And really... It hadn't been that long. He just needed more time. He would get his son whatever he wanted. He promised. Eyes wide and frothing at the mouth, the son unsheathed his father's hunting knife. He grinned maniacally and plunged it into his father's stomach. Oh, you will give me what I need, but you unfortunately have run out of time. Before his father even registered what was happening, the boy disemboweled the man, and the corpse slid to the ground. Gathering up his father's entrails, the boy skipped back to the house and marched right up to his mother. Smiling widely, he presented her with the meat. It looked like dinner might be served on time after all. As she was bringing the food to the table, she asked her son if he had seen his father. The boy greedily grabbed his serving and told her, uh, he's around. She shrugged, knowing he'd be to the table soon enough. Tearing into the meal, the boy seemed to ponder every bite. The mother tested the meat herself and found it stringy and tough. Asking the child if his food was as hard to chew as hers, her son threw down his fork and pouted. It was. He should have just waited for the damn deer. His mother stiffened. Well, if this wasn't deer meat, then what w She blinked. 
Where did you say your father was again? He snickered. Oh, you know, here and there. His eyes flicked to both of their dishes, and the mother turned her head to the side and vomited all over the floor. She choked back bile and tears and slung every insult she could think of at her son. He sat there, bored and unimpressed. It was at that moment that her father walked through the door. A neighboring farmer, he had simply stopped by to say hello to his family. What he saw and what he heard brought his hand to his mouth and terror to his heart. Watching his only daughter shake and shiver in the corner, he tore his grandson away from the table and marched him into the yard. He begged the child to repent, and the boy sneered. What for? Strapping the child's arms around a tree, the grandfather ripped the shirt right off his grandson's back. He unfurled a whip and told the boy to beg for forgiveness for desecrating his family. Every time the child said no, the crack of the whip rang out. Bloody welts eventually covered the grandson's body, yet the child refused to budge. His grandfather had even resorted to pouring alcohol, to rubbing peppers, to squeezing lemons on his back, but it was to no avail. With both their chest heaving, one from exhaustion and revulsion, one from anger and defiance, the grandfather found the remains of the boy's father and gathered them into a sack. He untied the boy from the tree and shoved the sack into his arms. Here, the grandfather spat, you are to carry this burden for all eternity. I curse you, you evil demon, to walk the land forever. Now get out of here. You are no longer part of our family. To make sure the boy left post-haste, the grandfather released two rabid dogs immediately thereafter. Running into the forest, losing his way through the jungle, the boy kept running. A bag slung over his shoulder and two savage hounds nipping at his heels. That was the beginning of the end of the boy, and the end of the beginning of the whistler. Whether ravaged by the elements or by the rabid dogs on his trail, the boy passed from this world only to be reborn as a fearsome, haunting specter. Said to be anywhere from two to six meters tall, El Sibone is deathly gaunt and still wears the same tattered clothes and shoes, but now with a wide-brim hat. With the sack still hung over his shoulder, the whistler has been seen traveling the plains, moving area to area, and doling out certain punishments, depending on who crosses his path. If you're rather careless with your consumption of alcohol, when you stumble upon El Sivone late at night, he will suck the alcohol from your veins. Only, he'll take your blood along with it. If you enjoy cheating on your spouse, when you slink past the whistler in the early hours of the dawn, he'll rip you limb from limb and add you to his bag. If he ever needs to take a break and count the bones upon his back, 
You'd better listen until he finishes, or someone in your household will have less than 24 hours to live. If you truly are an innocent human being, well then you have nothing to fear. Unless you try to stand in his way and prevent him from collecting his dues. Then all bets are off. And finally, if you hear his namesake, if you hear his whistle, pray you have a barking dog or, of course, the ever-ready whip to crack, as these are the only two sounds that may drive him away. Otherwise, you had better run as far and as fast as you can. The whistler is an omen of death. Hearing or seeing El Sabon means you are not long for this world. But running may not be enough. A particularly nasty trick follows the volume of the whistle. The louder his tune is, the farther he is away. So, if you hear the melody slowly start to fade, don't slow down, because it may already be too late. El Sabon will have already added you, limb by limb, to the bag upon his back. And, according to the people of Colombia and Venezuela, that is the story of how just one of thousands of creepy South American ghosts and ghouls found purchase in our world. Thank you for listening today. All elements used for today's show are in the show notes, alongside contact information for the show. Please have a wonderful day, and make sure to treat yourself and others with kindness. We implore you to please seek out, ingest, and preserve local and global indigenous folklore as much as you can. We truly look forward to seeing you next episode, and thanks again. 